Big Fluff. The new bat suit is sculpted using uh, photographs of statues and um, an anatomical drawings of perfect bodies, right? Based on my own, of course. And um, it, it's perfection. It has perfect, <laughs> perfect abs and perfect lats and perfect delts and perfect glutes. And so perfect pecs, so why not include the nipple as part of it? I had no idea that I would um, actually become famous for being the person who put nipples on the Batsuit. But Bob Kane, who created Batman in 1939, who's been very supportive and came and visited us a lot on the set, um, the only two things he can understand about this movie is why Chris O'Donnell wears an earring and why <laughs> Batman has nipples on the Batsuit. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me, Joel Murphy and Lars. <laughs> Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And with me once again, Lars Periwinkle. Hello. How's it going? Um, yay. <laughs> I Can I start the... I wanted to start the show. There's a little obscure bit of minutia that I, I came across and I just I wanted to share it with our audience at the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's um, a virus called the coronavirus and or COVID-19 that is still happening. Uh, I just so wanted to throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's still killing people. People are still getting infected. In fact, cases <laughs> are uh, still spiking everywhere, including yeah. here in yeah. Los Angeles, which is now the uh, has the most cases of anywhere in the United States, which is leading the country or leading the country, leading the globe. Uh, for cases we're so just you know if you haven't heard it's it's a thing and it's happening shit <laughs> that sucks i thought the federal government was all over this well he okay hey i have a huh. i'm gonna do this buzzfeed style though what if i okay. told you i mean this is, i guess it's infomercial whatever infomercial buzzfeed okay. whatever works for you but like what uh -huh. if i told you that there's one simple life hack that could really uh, help you out with this. Uh, I would say I'm interested in that. Yeah. Wear a fucking mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was my PSA. Like, Jesus, I just like, sorry, I feel like a crazy person. Like I sit there and I look at my little phone and I look at my little like Twitter and I just, I read that the cases are just, they keep going up. Yeah. And yeah. then I look at the photos of that people share and they're like, I'm on the beach making out with strangers. And I'm like, what, what are your lives anyway? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have, I have so many opinions and things to say about that. But as you can, as you can see from my presence on social media, I don't really share those things in public because I don't think anyone's terribly interested. So whatever the fuck ever. I just, I, I assume I, our listeners they're good people. I assume they're 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 doing the social distancing. But I just We're, like yes, I thought. Yeah, literally, we would be preaching to the choir. Yeah, so I assume you guys are cool. But just like you know, in case like you didn't know, it's it's a thing and it's happening. So yes, yeah. Wear wear a mask. Watch your ass. Wear a mask on your ass. Yeah, mine as well. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sometimes, like honestly, sometimes when I go outdoors, I've done this my whole adult life. Just put on a condom. You never you don't know. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know what's out there. And I'm fully clothed, but you know what? I'll just pop one on. 
Yeah. And the number of times that's come in handy for you is more than you'd think. So <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> way more than I've even shared with you. It's, it's so oh, many times. Cause there's a lot that you've shared with me. Like uh, <laughs> someone say too many times, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a frightening world we live in. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, you know, I don't, there's not a graceful segue into this, but also I do think that is the exact segue that the man would want. I think just right at the top of the show, we got to talk about Joel Schumacher. Absolutely. You yeah. asked right before we went on, anything you want to talk about? And I said, no, knowing full well, we're talking about Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Joel Schumacher, who we have talked about many times on this show, uh, for sure. Y yes. Uh, yes. And uh, he's such a fascinating figure. To me, I, I remember we talked about the interview, right? Where he said that he uh, slept with 20,000 men. I'm pretty sure we talked about that on the show. Uh, yeah, no, we did. We did. Yeah. I don't know if he... Yes, we did. Did he say men specifically? Or, you know what? That's fair. 20,000 people. Yeah. I think he said 20,000 people. Yeah. 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 So it, 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 all kinds of all kinds of folks were sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just... I want to bring that up in the, <laughs> in the guise of a eulogy because like I've seen... A lot of people talking about the fact that he was a filmmaker, and certainly he was. Mm. But if you have sex with 20,000 people, that is primarily what you did with your life. Like, I think that that's... No, 100%. <laughs> I think when they... Uh, when um, someone broke down uh, Will Chamberlain's numbers and said, you know, if assuming that he started at this age, yeah. he would have had to have had intercourse with a woman like every so often and it was a short amount of time it was like less than an hour <laughs> yeah presuming that he was that he was having sex with them um one at a time Twenty thousand is ridiculous but it's also fun that uh, an, an eccentric person like joel schumacher would would boast about something that definitely didn't happen uh but yeah i just like what, what's striking me about schumacher uh and i will say like whenever i think about him i smile like i really do i you know, like people are always going to bring up Batman and Robin. We have certainly right. spent a lot of oxygen talking about yes. the film Batman and Robin. Some would say too much time. <laughs> and certainly. Yes, I think everyone, <laughs> including you and me, would say that. Yes. But the thing that I will say is that what I have seen across the board is everyone who uh, talks about him, everyone who remembers him, who worked with him. They all love the man like oh, yeah. universally. It's just been glowing reviews of who he was. And it was interesting because uh, I, I posted Dennis O'Neill passed away and I actually mm. posted the interview I had done with him in 2012. And even Dennis O'Neill, when I asked him about Bane and I asked him if he had seen Batman and Robin, that was the first thing he said. He said, I always want to preface this by saying uh, that he was the nicest man I've ever met in Hollywood. Like he was like, I don't think he got Batman, but like, just want to say that that like he was such a lovely man, and that's the editor of Batman who oversaw the creation of Bane, who yeah. is a drooling like just uh -huh. caricature of himself. He still made a point to be like, but you know, like great guy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, Schumacher himself uh, apologized on the commentary and said, I. I didn't do this right, you guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, sorry he, about that. He took full responsibility for people not liking Batman and Robin. Uh, so, but yeah, so all of that to say that, and also I do, and again, I'm as guilty of it as anyone, but the man made a lot of movies. Like he, he made a shit ton of movies. He made the Lost Boys for one, which is, you know, yep. which is great. Uh, he also, weird Side note to my life, but he he directed many episodes of House of Cards, which I appeared as an extra on. I was very sad, actually, to never have been an extra on any of the episodes that he directed. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like just long and fascinating career and really interesting guy. And so I did not want to miss the opportunity to to celebrate Joel Schumacher. No, absolutely. And if there's one, I don't know, the, there are so many movies of his that you could spotlight as being something special. Um, I guess they all were in their own way, but there are some stands out, uh, standouts. But uh, remember that that phone booth 
was a fun movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. And that could have been a really, really terrible movie. Yeah. No, that movie like, was if you, nothing. If you really break down the screenplay, yeah. it, like, oh, this won't work with in anyone's hands other than Alfred Hitchcock, maybe? This is... This is not going to be good, but it actually was good. That was that's a pretty that's a pretty good movie. No, phone booth is one hundred percent an idea that some producer wrote on a cocktail napkin and just wrote literally phone booth question mark and then handed yes, that exactly to Joel Schumacher and was like, "Is this something?" And he was like, "Now it is." And then he made a movie that it was yeah, enjoyable. It oh, I see what you did here. You want to make money <laughs> because this will require no money to make. <laughs> I also do I think it's fascinating that before like right before Batman and Robin and actually in between Batman and Robin and Batman Forever he made a time to kill. Oh that that was in between, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I I straight up until I saw it up here on um on a list when I was reading about him I forgot he did that but I didn't realize it was in between the two Batmans. Yeah, it's, that's just like that's, really that's quite a stretch. Like whatever you think of any of those movies, like that's a three movie stretch to be analyzed for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, this is a bit before my time. I don't have strong feelings on it. I don't know if you have, but like I know he did Falling Down as well. Like that was. Yes, I've been I I've been thinking about that movie from time to time lately. You okay? <sighs> no, is anybody? No. Nobody should be. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's true. <laughs> I'm one oh we just stopped serving breakfast away from becoming Michael <laughs> Douglas in that movie. Oh, well and also there's the thing with you and Catherine Zeta Jones, but we don't have to get into it. Uh <laughs> Also, by the way, St. Elmo's Fire, uh, I've never seen that movie. I never want to see that movie, but that song is comic gold. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that either. I have no desire. I, when I picture it, I imagine that image of Elmo with his arms up and the flames behind him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's well, then I would go see that. Yeah. If it was just that with that song. You know, from St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> that sounds great. And honestly, again, I think Schumacher would love that. I think he would have fully supported Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But no, I, yeah, I don't, this is maybe not the best tribute, but like just like eclectic and interesting career. And even Batman and Robin is a movie that like is colorful and interesting and a big swing. You know, like, I don't think he ever made a boring movie. No, no, this is this is what I appreciate about um, Schumacher. And a, a lot of uh, Danny Boyle does this as well. Um, honestly, that this list is short of directors who don't successful directors who whose credits run long. They don't. um he didn't really have a personal spin on anything. It was kind of, he got a project and said, I'm going to try to make this in the most interesting way that I can picture someone making this movie, I guess. Like, I don't know how, how am I going to tell this story? And it wasn't like, it wasn't, you're not going to say it's a Kubrickian or Hitchcock esque, or, you know, you can tell a Spielberg movie, a, a Shyamalan, a, Paul Thomas Anderson and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that for having a Tarantino for having a, <laughs> a personal style in which you make movies but you do kind of forget about the guys who are like you know this is a this is a solid director he's directed a lot of different movies in a lot of different kind of ways there's some hits and there's some misses but you know what steady working steady doing it yeah and I dig that I dig that about him yeah no, for sure. Uh, it's great when you're watching a movie and then the, the credits pop up directed by Joel Schumacher. And like, oh, no shit. I know. Yeah. I, the, I couldn't even tell. No. And yeah, like just that list that we just gave. I mean, yeah, there's that's a lot of different types of movies, you know. Yes, that, indeed. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting guy. Seemed like he certainly lived a life. So, uh, you know, God bless him. Also, yeah, I, I guess if the worst thing you can say about someone is made a a subpar and then a pretty shitty Batman movie. That's not so bad. I mean, Zack Snyder did that too. And like, you know, he doesn't have the, <laughs> the hits that 
Schumacher has. So true, true. <laughs> Which man? So that is a perfect segue to have. Okay. So in addition to the Schumacher thing, did you see? There's been a bit of crazy news, uh, and it was actually okay. weirdly the same day that uh, they announced that Schumacher died. There was a rumor that cropped up that I don't know if you saw it or not. I, I think you sent it to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. I I forgot that I sent it to you, but of course I did. But yes, <laughs> why would I not? We so, send, we send each other. I don't even. I'm just assuming what you're talking about. But we yeah. send each other Star Wars and Batman news, and that's the main, the bulk of our correspondence is just that. No, I mean you were talking about the fact that, and both of us are too lazy to definitively look this up, and I refuse steadfastly. But okay. this show is almost. 12 years old, if not 12 years old, around this time. Mm-hmm. We yeah, started it yeah, in 2008, yeah. and we started it when the Dark Knight was coming out in theaters. And, like, yeah. the first month, I think that's all we talked about was just Batman. I think, yeah, I think our first, first four shows were just that. Yeah. So, yeah. uh yeah, I mean, our friendship is very much based around <laughs> Batman and Star Wars. Uh But, yeah, mm-hmm. so I saw – I don't even – look, like, we just – we need to look at DC as just mm-hmm. for whatever they're doing from week to week, from movie to movie, yeah. is <laughs> utter insanity. And I'm I'm kind of turning the corner on it. Like now I'm into it. Of just like now I'm yeah. excited because like they are capable of anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You left the MCU model a long time ago, and I think finally someone said. We can't do that now. It's over. We're doing something different. And now it feels like David Lynch trying to do the MCU model of like, no, it's all. I'm down. It's all connected. Like, what are you talking? (laughs) (laughs) Makes perfect sense if you really analyze the movies and what (laughs) I'm doing. All the clues are there. (laughs) But yeah, so to to clarify, uh, because I haven't actually said it yet, but they announced, or at least there's a rumor. I don't think it's confirmed, but. That Michael Keaton is in talks to play Batman in a Flash movie that they're making. Yeah. This would be so. Just to recap, Ben Affleck has been the the Batman in uh-huh. this universe. He's done. Yep. We've known that. Done. But they're making a movie with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't like I think that they're just saying at this point that it's like the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. It's not it's its own thing. It's not connected it's to anything own, else. Yeah, it's its own thing, I guess. So Michael Keaton would be in the continuity of the same universe as Ben Affleck in like in that shared DC extended universe, but I my best that I could understand this is with their thought process. So Flash, like, and they've done this in the TV show, and it's it's from the comics. It's how they mixed up, like when they did the New Fifty Two and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Flash is capable of traveling to other universes, like mm-hmm. the multiverse. And so I guess the idea is that they're going to do that. They're going to do Flashpoint, and he is going to meet the Michael Keaton. Batman, but also like, it's really funny because whatever they're going to do, like the own, like the universe that Michael Keaton's Batman existed in had three different Batman in it. Wait, so, okay. So Barry Allen is traveling to the Tim Burton universe. I assume like, isn't that he's going to (laughs) play Batman? Isn't that what that means? So it isn't, he's, yeah, I guess if you're bringing him back, he wouldn't just be another Batman. Yeah, like, because what what would be the fun of that? Like, but also, again, yeah, he he was recast in his own universe. (laughs) Or maybe they're going to say that, like, the Schumacher films didn't exist in the same, they're just going to pretend that those were a different thing. I think I'm, and I think that's a, I think that's a great start because if you go into, into that, then we have, yeah, that'll be good. Cause then, <laughs> then you know who's gonna be Harvey Dent. Oh, Billy D. Williams. Are we finally it gonna works do <laughs> every time? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, I I don't know what Gotham's equivalent of Space Burning Man is, but I look forward to them stumbling across <laughs> Billy D. Williams in another movie. You know, yeah, yeah, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, um, no, do it. He, yeah, he, that that'll be great. That'd be great. Go into there. You got Mike. You got your Michael Keaton Batman. You got your Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent, and um, and then Ezra Miller Miller Barry Allen shows up. Yeah. Sure. Also, it, insanely, by the way, in the article that I read, it mentioned that they are envisioning Michael Keaton's Batman to appear in multiple films in a, as they described it, Nick Fury-esque role, which means nothing except that you're just saying words. Like, you're just, Yeah, you're just saying words. Very confusing <laughs> words. So what? So he's going to stay there? It sounds like they're going to... Well, you see, I got to change, kind of wrap my head around this because remember when we used to hear crap uh, during the Infinity Saga, we used to hear crap about casting or stories or whatever and say, oh, it, so- it sounds like they might be doing Civil War yeah. or, um, you know, uh, oh, is the is the collector going to be there because they're, head- they're headed to nowhere? That would make sense. But the- you hear this shit like, what? well, they're not doing infinite crisis because that because that you left everyone else behind in the first you yeah but if they do that but now you're losing but then barry allen has to die maybe but didn't also green they haven't even introduced green lantern i think they're i think you're leaving green lantern alone maybe (laughs) because that movie was so unaccepted this is very confusing to me it's very but i'm again i'm here for it just do it at this point sure why not? What else do you have going on? Also, I love that Batman is just getting older. Like that we're just like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're moving in that direction. In a world where like the next Aunt May is gonna be twenty-eight years old, I'm excited that Batman just keeps mm-hmm. getting older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well both I mean both older and younger because Pat well and and smaller, I don't know. And now Michael Keaton will exist in both the MCU and and the DCU. That's, so yeah, so that's cool. As which also, well. oh my god, why is I? That just hit me because Michael Keaton is involved in every confusing continuity thing that's happening. Because if you remember, he is going to be in Sony's whatever they're doing Spider-Man universe. Like, remember they teased him for. Was it the Venom sequel or like they teased the existence? They teased. Yeah. I I watched a trailer where Michael Keaton's character that he played from Homecoming was in like the same universe that Tom Hardy's uh, Venom is. Oh, you know what? I think. Yes, that does ring ring a bell with me somehow. But okay, okay, okay. Fuck it. I I mean, yeah, like just let Keaton do whatever he wants. Honestly, yeah, Keaton- it's so it's so funny to me because there's all this money being being made from comic book movies, but Marvel and Disney are making all of it, and mm-hmm. they they're kind of hitting the nail on the head every time. And everyone else is just I don't know, make another one. Did that not work? Make another one. What's the the like the advantage that DC had going in of? You name the three most popular yeah. comic book characters just, you know, prior to the MCU existing, maybe Spider-Man is in that conversation, but outside of him, it probably is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like, I mean, to clarify, you say name the three most popular comic book characters and one of them has to be a woman. Oh, well, then for sure. Then if you, you say would, then the you most popular up, yeah. female comic book character is Wonder Woman, I don't even know who's second on that list. Like, no, hands down. Yeah. But yeah, Batman and Superman, you know, they're two of the oldest comics, obviously. They're they're beloved, and they have both had successful film franchises. You guys have done this. You have a history of doing this. The fact that they have no idea how to make these movies and to do anything that makes any it's, sense. It's hilarious. Yeah. And to expand to expand on your point, not only do they have that, but they have um especially for people who keep up on comics, I mean, past the golden age, 
they have the, the better source material all around. They have the better stories. Yeah. You know, like I would much, you give me a choice. You can only read one or the other for the rest of your life. Give me DC. They're killing it in comic books. I fucking yeah. love it. No, their comics are still good right now. Like if you like, yes. like, yeah, like the run that Tom King just finished doing on Batman was great. Mm -hmm. Like they're, yeah, they have comic and they have a ton of comics that they haven't like explored on screen at all, like in stories and history. And I mean, to the point that hilariously Marvel, the, the, pinnacle of marvel the thing that they did that was their crowning achievement was the infinity saga and they nailed it but what's so funny about that is thanos the central villain in that storyline that was amazing is a blatant ripoff of dark side like oh, that that one there's there are some blatant ripoffs from dc to marvel but that's yes the biggest one for sure yeah and it's just like so the guy who was a like, but now to the point of you guys never did a dark side movie. So now if you try, they're going to like people, a generation of people are going to be like, but they're just ripping off Thanos. Like you got <laughs> beat by your copycat essentially. Yeah. Because they got their shit together first. Also happened with Deadpool, by the way, Deadpool is also another like famous, just rip off of like, <laughs> Of what? DC characters, like of uh, Deadshot <laughs> and Deathstroke, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, that's an amalgam. Sure. I well, to the point that. of like the uh, it's Deadshot, right? Is Wade Wilson that's or right. is Slade Wilson? No. Like Slade, Slade. is, but yeah. like they they basically took the name, like they made they took Slade yeah. and changed it to Wade, like. Yeah, he's even got the damn swords. Like, to the point, they, they actually joked about it in the Teen Titans movie, which is great, by the way. Like, that's the best thing DC's is, is done in years, is Teen Titan goes to the movies. It's wonderful. Like, because it oh, just makes right. fun it's of all... I haven't seen that. I've seen every episode of that show. I still haven't watched the movie. Damn it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, because it just makes fun of... Like, it basically is just... The whole joke is that Robin isn't good enough to have his own movie, and that, like, it just jokes about all their movies and stuff. That's fantastic. No, it's great. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, they just got they just got their shit together. It's like they showed up. Marvel Studios showed up with a mission statement. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna find good people to do it. We're gonna trust them to do it. Um, they're probably gonna make money no matter what. So let's just make the whole thing really good. Yeah, and it's to the point of like, if you asked me to bet between like what is gonna be better, you know, like. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't even know what the next phase of Marvel movies is, but what's like the, Four. I know, but like what, what's coming out next from Marvel? Oh, right. So they got the, the Black Widow prequel, but then also, um, there's Lady Thor. Well, Lady Thor is a, I mean, that's a slam dunk anyway, cause that's Taika Waititi and I, but like, so take the Black Widow movie, right? If you ask me to okay. guess between that and the batman the robert pattinson like batman uh -huh. movie. like just if i had to like put up a significant amount of money to be like which of these movies is going to be better received and make okay. more money you'd take whatever marvel's doing you would take black yes. widow you would take guardians of the galaxy 3 you would take like whatever yeah. they're doing next you the one that camille nanjiani's in you would take like yeah 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 you just you just bet on them it works yeah nine nine times out of ten yeah, because it's still a fluke if it works for and to the point like their product is so tarnished that I loved Birds of Prey. I thought that movie was great. I I it was fun. It was fun. It it was everything I wanted. I thought Harley Quinn was great in it, and that movie sure. like wasn't like it didn't isn't considered a success. I guess is the way I would put it. It, it like mm. it had a smaller budget, but like yeah, for whatever reason, people decided that that one wasn't good because there's just it's just the that's where we're at with them like there is no mm. you know like wonder woman is the only thing that they have that really is unequivocally like yeah 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 i think and you know say 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 what you will there's a, a aside from aside from the the wonder woman movie that i've seen um i haven't liked what they've done really but Still, I think the worst one for me still is Suicide Squad, and yep. it's it made a huge amount of money. Yeah, 
it still put butts in seats and enough to where they, you know, immediately greenlit a sequel. So they can still make money doing whatever the fuck they're doing. So I guess they're going to keep doing it. But it's funny because the sequel is, it was successful enough to get another one made, but they're basically throwing everything out. They brought in James Gunn and like, there's no Will right. Smith. I don't think Margot, Ro- is Margot Robbie in it or not? I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about it aside from James Gunn. Yeah, but that's I was hoping, the thing. I was hoping they'd recast Deadshot, honestly. <laughs> but honestly, that's the thing is like they're they're selling a, a movie that did make money based on we hired the guy from Marvel to write it. Like that's the selling point of your yeah, sequel. And they, they tried to do that shit with Man of Steel too. You know, like yeah. Christopher Nolan's helping us out with it because he knows how to make these movies, and it was still stupid. Like you just you can't unless you let him rewrite the whole fucking script, I guess, or make him give a shit about Superman. It's just you just wanted to put a name on it. Serious question. Do you think mm. Christopher Nolan read that script? <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him going like, yeah, it's great. It's perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. Anyway, so the check, you just make that out to Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm going to go make the weird got, He probably movie. got He got halfway through and said, all right, here's what, here's what you do. In between him being an adolescent and him being an adult, Make sure he has a beard and is wearing some ratty clothes. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, I, don't, I, I refuse to believe it was his idea for him to float with fucking whales. I I assume he was just writing notes for Tenet in the margins while f- like thumbing through <laughs> that script. Oh, man. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's where Tenet came from because I don't exactly understand those trailers, but it seems like you can go forward and backwards in time and times out of sync. Maybe he just got really bored reading Superman and he thought about the Christopher Reeve Superman where he flew uh-huh. backwards and redid everything. And then he was like, that, that's maybe. something. And then he just, maybe, yeah, he, maybe he thought about going back in time to, to a place at, in time before he had to read that shitty, stupid script. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, point being, they're spending like $20 million to make the Snyder cut of a movie that's not going to be good no matter what you do to it. So You know, it's just, it's just not going to be. And then, so, and also to recap, there's, there might be two Batmans right now, an old Batman and a young Batman, but one doesn't even exist in the universe and the the older one doesn't exist in the universe in which he exists. But also... A Batman exists in that universe, but you don't have anyone under contract to play him either. There's also that problem because Affleck's done. And yet what you're saying is if Keaton isn't taking over for him, like isn't playing the same Batman that he was playing and Pattinson isn't playing the same Batman that he is. So like Affleck's Batman still exists theoretically, unless you're going to kill him off screen. Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, you need a you need a big buff douchey Bruce Wayne, I guess. I want the, I mean, I guess you could just like put a stunt guy in like the suit for one shot of him just being killed. Yeah. <laughs> He's like really far yeah. away. It's, it's really just, like, far away, but you can just make out the the shitty phoenix tattoo on his back. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh man, we're taking dumps on lots of people today. I'm I'm like I'm with you though. I'm happy for for all of these ideas. Just sure guys, just throw it at the wall. Because also remember, um Leto's done. So there's a Joker that exists there but also doesn't exist. But there's there's another Joker that exists someplace else. So if you guys if this is know. what you're doing, because don't like keep walking Phoenix separate, but like Hamill? Just why not? When you get Keaton why not have Hamill like show up? Because too? if you get Keaton, then the then that Joker's dead. But I'm saying, like, if you're just going to different multiverse spots, like, just oh, okay. stop by the the animated one and get Mark Hamill. Yeah, 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 and have and have live action Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. You know that sure. they, you know that they did that the um the TV shows. So they they did a Flashpoint thing. And I watched a little bit of it, and then I got bored. But it, they did a crisis on oh, yeah. Infinite Earths uh, for all their 
are they still CW shows? Whatever they're called. But uh, yeah, they they had Conroy. Conroy played um, like the basically the equivalent. I don't know if he was Thomas Wayne, but he played like the Thomas Wayne murder Batman that they had in the comics. Like no shit. That's but they cool. actually had Kevin. Cool. That was, by the way, full disclosure. The only reason I watched it was because I had heard okay. that, <laughs> that Conroy played Fair a live enough. action Batman. And of course he was great, I, but I, I, I popped in on those, those shows like, like arrow and flash and Supergirl. I popped in on them when I've heard that they're doing a cool storyline or had a cool episode Gotham as well. I'm like, who, who's playing what now? Yeah. Okay. I'll check out those three episodes, get through one and a half. All right. I get it. But that was basically what <laughs> I did. Funny. I watched through him being there and then, uh, like I didn't finish. <laughs> I never watched the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> but, uh, no, cause they also, they brought back, uh, it's Brendan Routh, Routh, Brendan. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He was there. And also Brand, the, Brand, Brandon Routh, I Brandon Routh, he showed yes. up and, uh, what's the, the Smallville Superman. They had him show up too. Um, I don't remember. But like they had all of the, they had a bunch of actors from other That's cool. versions of stuff. Show sure. Up. Bring it. Yeah. Roll out the hits. There's <laughs> fucking Superman gives a shit. <laughs> oh man. Um, do you like, so I think, God, I would love to just spend the rest of the show just talking more about Batman, but I do feel like there's like a something that I think we should address um, that we are not qualified to address, but we should okay, not. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so it's kind of kind of going back to our last show of like just the times that we're living in and the the, uh-huh. the discussions that should be had. But I, I wanted to at least touch on because I'm so nervous right now. I know, uh, and I didn't <laughs> tell you about this beforehand, so you don't even know what I'm going to no, say. No, no, you, you uh, did not. But no, I, so I don't know if you saw, but you know, we, we just did our, our tournament recently, our, our annual, uh, tournament that we do. And one of the shows that we did feature is 30 rock, which is a show that, uh, you know, you and I have both watched and liked, uh, and we had a lot of fun, like with the, the whole Lutz, like winning our tournament. But I did want to address, cause this like, so a thing that came out this week is, uh, that, Apparently, uh, according to the story, like at Tina Fey's request, they have pulled four episodes of 30 Rock from streaming services for their use of blackface, which. Oh, okay, Sure. Yeah. Which first and foremost, like, I guess I never stopped to think about it, but four is a lot like I, you know, I. (laughs) I, think, like, I can only a, think of I can only think of two. Yeah, and I yeah I, I had that too. Like because I remember that they there was one where it was Jenna and Tracy switch spots, uh-huh. and then there's like the one with John Hamm. But apparently there were four episodes that they have pulled. No shit. Oh, I forgot about that. Hold on. Now hold on. Now hold on. That that second live episode of Thirty Rock is one of my favorite half hours of television I've ever watched. And I think like him, John Hamm being in blackface is the whole fucking point. Yeah. But it's, I mean, so I do think like, yeah, we should try to, because I mean, first of all, the fact that there are four episodes to pull from is not good. Like the the show ran for seven seasons. That's a pretty, (laughs) like, that's not a good. Well, you know, that's not a good, like, but no, it's just, Again, so I, I want to preface it by saying, like, I did, like, enjoy the show. Like, I, I like Tina Fey. But, like, I do think that, like, her work is maybe something we should take another look at. Of, like, I don't know. There's some troubling themes. Or, like, I don't know. There's some wells that I think she does go to. That... Oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. I actually... um as much as like I usually I'm, I'm looking out more for the joke than anything else. Um, but there were some parts of Kimmy Schmidt where I'm like, like first viewing, I'm like, whoa, hold on. Well, that was and I, I bailed <laughs> Everybody on everybody slowed down. What's happening right now? Yeah. And I to be honest, like I Molly and I stopped watching Kimmy Schmidt like season one. Yeah. Like and and that show, too, like had a very like the the Jane Kurkowski being Native American thing doesn't really sit very well with me in that show like but yeah so it's just like you know i 
again, I, I don't know that there's anything. I just like, you know what I mean? I'm just having that of it. Is, it just felt weird to me of we just did a tournament. Like, I don't want to just like ignore this stuff. I don't want to, you know, like it's I think these are important conversations to have. I, I think that it's worth reexamining because I, I do think with comedy, you know, people are always going to push the envelope. There's always going to be. An attempt to like, and I, if I want to give 30 Rock the benefit of the doubt, like you want to think that maybe they were trying to subvert tropes or, you know, whatever, like, and they're playing with that stuff, but it has the ability to hurt people and it has the ability to go bad. And I do think if you have four episodes of your show with people in blackface, that that is a fair thing to ask why it's a damn shame i laugh so hard at that yeah like just i mean just for clear in case anyone hasn't seen it and they think i just said some stupid shit which i probably did um it, the second live show they're revisiting old live television and they do like an amos and andy-esque sort of made-up show that did definitely of course did not air on nbc but in their universe it did and tracy morgan and john ham play brothers and john ham is like wearing blackface and shitty overalls and a really bad wig and is acting ignorant and Tracy Jordan tells him to stop and he does it and so he, he beats him with a chair and it's just it's so it's so stupid and so funny and for real that ignorant ass shit did air on black and white television on screens across America and it was fucked up and stupid but the joke to me is so fucking funny yeah, and I, and I mean, like, it's, yeah, I, I do think it's something where, you know, like, again, I think that episode in specifically it was trying, like, that's what it was trying to comment on. It was trying to comment on NBC's history uh, with this stuff and like, a, but like, I, and honestly, I do think the Jenna stuff, because um, actually there, there are two episodes because there's the one. Uh-huh. Uh, There's one where her and Tracy trade. So he's yeah. he's dressed as a white blonde woman and yeah. she is made up like a uh, like a black man. But then there's also another episode, too, where she literally uh, dresses like it's the black swan thing. Like she she essentially like puts on blackface for a Halloween party, which is like literally the thing that is the conversations that we're having these days about, you know, like it's just her character wearing blackface at a halloween party it wasn't sorry but wasn't the wasn't the other one also jenna and she disguises herself as a black guy on set and her her husband is dressed up like her was she not oh she was yeah. only wearing a beard that's right yeah. that's right yes i'm sorry right. that was that was my wife julia who knows a yeah. bunch of shit i know my wife molly is also <laughs> uh oh okay yeah um I, I don't know what has been addressed in this conversation, but um, when something like this comes up in this, uh, like when Sarah Silverman uh, got called out for using blackface on the Sarah Silverman program um, or other comedians, I you know, the well of comedians using blackface to address issues of blackface or trying to explore, you know, race by using racial stereotypes um comes up a lot of people will jump to this sort of you know this justification of like well we're using racism to explore racism and that's the power of comedy and i think we really need to kind of like at this point really just accept that it's been done (laughs) like we've We've explored it like we've we've taken we've gone the, you know, whatever edgy route we want to go. We've subverted whatever tropes we were trying to subvert. We've whatever you were trying to do by, you know, using blackface in a way that you truly you, you thought wasn't offensive, but definitely was whatever you were attempting to do was ultimately really harmful and offensive it's been explored we don't need to explore it anymore (laughs) because i feel like this comes up every time something like a a comedian gets called out you know for using blackface look at it 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 happens 
regularly. It's a, it's, you know, it's like, it's, we say American is apple pie. Like it's American is blackface. Like that's, that's, you know, that's our fucking country. Like it's been explored and my, you know, like I, I just, I like I'm at my personal stance on is if, if you've done it, like you get, it gets to be brought up for the rest of your life. You like anyone gets to call you out on it and you always have to apologize for it because that's, that's where it is. Like, but yeah, I just, I have that. of just like, well, it's comedy. We need to subvert the tropes. They've been, they've been subverted. You've explored it. We're done. Like, Fair enough. We're done. <clears throat> so yeah, that, that's yeah, sure. Yeah, my my two cents. Like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> wanted to pop in. <laughs> okay, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 probably that's probably fair. Sure. Yeah, no, like it's, it's, like honestly, but honestly, it's never. It has never been worth whatever laugh it got. It never has been. It's whatever. Write something else. You're like, write other funny things. 30 Rock, like I said, it's a show that I like, but I, it's a, we should, you know, it's my question everything thing of like, let's not, I, again. Yeah, like, yeah. They, 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 there was a lot of stuff. Like, we, there's some, um, um, you know, comedy, comedy heroes of the, well, let's just say like the 21st century of ours who, um, uh, some of some of the shit that ends up on the shows that they're in charge of is like, where the fuck? Which filter didn't catch this? Yeah. What do you mean the the Asians guy name is Wang, and you're making jokes from that? You gotta do better than that. Yeah. No. And God. Well, and that's. I mean, you know, not not to pile on, but too, but that that was something else that like as you know, sort of people were discussing the Tina Fey thing of. Uh, people pointed that out too. Of even just like in um, Mean Girls, like there's a character that's an Asian character that like the I know the name. It, it wasn't like as egregious as J.K. Rowling, but like like the Asian name was just like smashing two different. You know, like it was Vietnamese, yeah. and I forget what the other. But like the the name didn't track with like you know. It's just the kind of and it, this kind of maybe to segue a little bit of. Uh, I just because I also just I think these are conversations that we need to have. I think that art should always be evolving. I think we should always be striving to to do better and to question, you know, why we're doing things or, or what. But I, I actually semi related. I saw that uh, Raphael Bob Waksberg like actually had a thread about um, he was being asked about casting Allison Brie to play Diane, who's an Asian character in uh bojack horseman like you know so he he wrote a character that was vietnamese but then cast allison brie who you know okay yeah but uh yeah hold on um yeah so he said this is something i'm happy to talk about i can tense up when asked about my mistakes because i'm worried i'll say something wrong uh but it's good for me to reflect on them and i hope others seeing me do so will help them not make the same mistakes in the first few seasons of BoJack, I was asked about the casting of Diane a few times on Twitter and Reddit, but I evaded the question mostly because of my own understanding of the issue was evolving. It still is. And I didn't want to give a defensive or half thought out answer. I thought when I was ready to write something like a blog post or Twitter thread explaining why I cast a white actress to voice an Asian character and why it was okay. But the more I thought about it and listened to other people, the more I felt like it wasn't okay. After season four, I felt like I was never going to feel ready to talk about it, and I had to do it, ready or not. This is the first interview I gave on the subject, and he links to an interview. Um, and he says, one of the reasons I wanted to do an interview instead of writing something myself is I knew a journalist would hold me accountable in ways I couldn't necessarily do on my own. Uh, and he says, I like the pilot, calls out some of the some of my hedges in that piece. I also make some unforced errors, like saying about the conception of Diane, she's going to be fully American. Her race is barely going to play a factor and she's just going to be a person, which is very ignorant way to talk about a woman of color, real or fictional. Uh, And then he says in season five, we did an episode about Diane taking a trip to Vietnam. 
And then he links to an interview he did about that. And then he says, some people took my answers to those questions about it. Uh, if there was an Asian writer on staff, as of season five, no, there are not. To mean we'd never had Asian writers, which isn't true. But it is true we never in six seasons had a Vietnamese writer. And that was a mistake. Even in the small ways we wrote to Diane's experience as a woman of color, or more specifically an Asian woman, we rarely got specific enough to think about what it meant to be specifically Vietnamese-American. And that was a huge racist error on my part. The intention behind the character is I wanted to write away from stereotypes and create an Asian-American character who wasn't defined solely by her race, but I went too far in the other direction. We are all definitely somewhat, uh, we are all defined somewhat by a race. Of course we are. It's part of us. And then he says, he goes on, like he says, they hired a consultant for like the specific Vietnam episode, but he said hiring a consultant for one episode is not real representation. And he said they should have hired Vietnamese writers and an, a Vietnamese actress to play Diane. And if not, we should have changed the character to, uh, but it, it's, yeah, so it's, it goes on. Yeah. It just seems like that's a long way to go to draw in draw in a woman that looks Asian on your cartoon show, you know, like if, like if, if the, <laughs> if, if the nationality or the heritage of the person on the show didn't matter, then why did you make that specific choice? And if it was to be inclusive on your cartoon show, then why didn't you think to be inclusive of the person who voiced it? It's just, you're going all the way around all this shit to seem like you're enlightened or some crap where it's like, I don't know that if it's not important for the character to be Asian, then why make the character Asian? And if it's important enough to make the character Asian, then why not get an Asian person to voice it? It's just what the, are you think something all the way through then, you know, like if it, it either matters or it doesn't. And you said it both does and doesn't at the same time, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. But it's just like, um, again, so I think this is all kind of broader stuff, but it's just, I don't know. Like I'm, you know, I think all of it to say that like, you know, and especially, like also with comedy, like we should be, I don't know, like, again, it's the question, everything we should be examining what we're doing. You should be examining why you're making these choices, like what you're trying to accomplish. Like, you know, um, they're like, it's just, I don't know. I think these are good conversations to have. I do think we should, you know, uh, just be mindful of it and be aware. I, it kind of reminds me too. I know that, um, Dan Harmon talked about that with community with Abed, because uh, oh, right. he based Abed on a friend of his who was named Abed. Right. Like there's a real guy. Um, and he like changed um, the ethnic. Like, so basically, you know, Abed was written to be, it's Pakistani, right? I'm like trying to. Uh, Abed is, yes. Uh, Danny Pudi is not. Uh, Palestinian. I'm sorry. Like. Okay. Um, yeah, so Abed was written to be Palestinian, like he had a Palestinian father and a Polish mother, uh, mm-hmm. which the Polish mother was actually written to reflect Danny Pudi, but like, That's right. uh, but that was something where, because Dan Harmon's friend, uh, like was Palestinian, like that was written and then they, you know, they had casting and they really liked, um, Danny Pudi and so they cast him but then they didn't change the character's background to match like you know and and it was it's just interesting because I've heard Dan Harmon talk about it and he was like in my mind I thought you know I was honoring my friend in this history and I thought I was going to write stories about his experience and he was like and then I wrote like two episodes in season one about his dad and then got bored with it (laughs) and like never talked about it again but he was like but it hurt people because you know like it, it, I, you know, said the char- character was Palestinian, but then I cast an actor who wasn't to play the part and that hurt. Like, so it's just, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, I, I don't know. Again, it's, this is outside of our pay grade, I think, but it's just I, like, to me, Definitely. I'm hopeful that like, it's something that people are thinking of when often Hollywood has had an attitude and particularly animation more than, um, you know, live action, but also in the history of live action of just like, ah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just whatever, like they're actors. Anybody can play anybody. And like, it, like, you know, in a world where, yeah. And also uh, there's no blanket statement to say if the character is this sort of person, 
then the person we get to play it has to be that. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. what, what do you mean you've got a Scotsman to play an Irishman? Like, there's no blanket statement. I think you just examine it and say what's important and what actually matters and make a conscious decision. Like, why why um, Daisy Ridley uses her accent and John Boyega doesn't in the <laughs> Star Wars trilogy? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> like, it, that probably doesn't matter, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah, what what is important about the character? And I think that's the thing too is like is you know and uh you know cuz Brooklyn 99 is a good example of a show that just like truly did blind casting where they were just like um these are the characters we're just going to have people read for them and then we're going to write the characters you know. Yeah. Like I think that's yeah, the thing. Like it, ask me <clears throat> like <yeah>. I <clears throat> pardon me. I am um I'm of uh, Danish descent, and my upset that Joe Latruglio, who is probably not all that Danish, is playing a, a a Dane on that show. No, who gives a fuck? That that one probably doesn't matter. So no. we can move on to maybe something that does matter a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just I don't know. Like it's, I feel like we had a very scattered conversation that I wish was better. But listen, maybe smarter people will say something about it, and then. <laughs> Like, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but 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 then you know you know uh, uh, Ray Holt is an African American uh, gay man on that show, but he's played by an African American not gay man. Is that okay? Probably. That seems okay. So let's move on to something else and not just make a blatant blanket statement and with these large brushes and say it's never okay to do this because then that's what you start doing. Like you go in with an with a little scalpel and you cut out all the crap that's probably not good and make better decisions as the decisions need to be made and not go in with a with a fucking machete and just start hacking at shit and say no, it's none of it's okay. Get rid of it because then your message gets lost. I do think, though, like the probably the important thing is that it's about representation and it's about like, you know, a lot of times like for for groups that don't have as much representation, it's that those roles are like the only chance that they have to get like, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the thing. Like when you talk about, um, you know, like if you're talking about someone like playing uh, a gay character, like or. <laughs> You know, if it's someone like uh, it happens a lot of time with people like if they have disabilities, you know, if and you cast like an able bodied actor or or just I think it's like those like it's it never happens the other way. Like, you know, they never like conceive of a character, you know, maybe some like it with gay characters. Sometimes gay people are cast to play straight actors, but not as often, certainly. And like. Uh, but disabled probably, characters probably more often than you think. Uh, <laughs> but like, but you know what I mean? It's just like, I think it's about opportunities. And so like, and that's kind of the thing. If you go back to Bojack Horseman, it's like, well, okay. So you cast Alison Brie to play a Vietnamese character. The odds that like a Vietnamese actress was going to get cast like in the lead in glow are not as good as that. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I think that's the thing is it's like making sure that there are opportunities and like making sure that, you know, people like if you're going to write a part, then, you know, if you're not doing colorblind casting and you're not really trying to find, uh, you know, a diverse group of people to be on your show anyway, like then when you do write those parts, if you're not yeah. still finding representation, I think that's, the issue yes totally and for, for me personally talking and talking about this and by the way if anyone's first of all if i know plenty of people listening to this show some people listening to this show might have my phone number if you'd like to call me or text me and have a conversation about this and maybe thump something i got wrong or something you want to discuss by all means and also i miss you so hit me up um and i'm at i'm at the lars peter on twitter if you have anything like i'm i'm perfect like I am more than willing. I welcome any new information. You can give me a new perspective, anything like that. Like I, I think if I can speak for you as well, Joel, like we're both, both we, we need this information because we're, we don't have a lot of tools in this matter. But for me personally, it like the representation is important. I see because, um, because it's important for, uh, people, who've been through a, a lot being the person that they are, and especially young people who are just starting a life out as the person they are and not seeing the representation or um, uh, seeing their representation being stifled, you know, 
but that's got to be rough and it's, it's good to have the representation. However, there's also the, for me, it's more the people that are working their ass off who don't get cast and shit that they could have perfect, perfectly easily played. Like we, you know, we, <laughs> maybe not the cut, like, um, uh, like we, well, for instance, this, this character in, in this story that we're adapting is a trans person and we, we cast someone who is cis. Well, come on, there's lots of trans people who are looking for work who would be great for that part, but, but you, you cast someone else. And now someone just lost a damn job that they would have been perfect for. That's yeah. that's usually where mine goes to is why couldn't they have fucking done it? Yeah, and that's in that's what I was trying to say exactly. And that and because the problem is what doesn't happen is when they go to cast like a cis, you know, character, they don't look at trans people to play those parts usually. Like that doesn't happen as often. So like when there are roles for trans people, if you're not casting trans actors, then they're not getting cast in anything, you know, oftentimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, the, and there's, I mean, you probably know um, uh, better than me being out there, but there's lots of people looking for work and they probably have a shit ton of talent, you know? For so many people talk about they've been in and workshops where met people and like God they're so fucking talented why don't they get work and they just don't for whatever reason they just yeah. don't they you know people don't recognize their name they never got their shot that they, they didn't get lucky whatever it is they're just there's a lot of talent out there and that's why I want to see more different sorts of people getting work yeah no Christ and that's sakes. yeah I think we stumbled into what we were trying to say <laughs> uh, but yeah I think that's the thing is we really have to look at the systems we have to look at. Uh, the pipelines and look at the opportunities people are getting and who's getting in front of casting people who's getting opportunities and how to fix that so that it's not the same people over and over and over again because scarlett johansson should only work so much you know she doesn't need to be yeah. in everything she yes she does not need to be in every <laughs> fucking thing uh so that i think that's a good pin to put in it uh, absolutely I, yeah. we, we've solved nothing no if, if anything we've only created more problems for others and ourselves mm -hmm. uh next week we'll um, talk about star it's, wars it's an interesting theme to explore and i have this stupid brain like you know a few years of being a philosophy major and my my brain starts to go like that and then these stupid ass words and sentences spill out of my mouth and i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's just questions i only have questions yeah uh, we shouldn't have a podcast. I think that's what we finally figured out. It took 12 years. No, we should definitely have a podcast. That's what they're here for. <laughs> I mean, bullshit into this microphone. <laughs> Kidding yeah. me? All right. It's cheaper uh, than therapy. But next week, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Star Wars. We'll talk about the... Did you know that... Did you see the Hamill has had a speaking role in every Star Wars except uh, the prequels? The prequels. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So remember <laughs> How about that? Only because we found out he was in The Mandalorian. Obviously, yeah. he's in those six other fucking movies. <laughs> oh, man. Question everything. Now, 
explanation Why I can't stand still I'm traveling the world Till I've seen it all Or at least until I get my fill oh, oh, oh. It don't mean that I don't of the blue of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Joe. And this is Chris. From the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to The Hobo Radio. Joe, do hobos listen to Hobo Radio? I think so. They have one in their stick and bindle, right? Uh, that's called a bindle stiff, sir. Bindle stiff. And you know what? If you listen to The Curioso, you will get to know things like that. Because we talk about the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and sometimes the mundane that you just don't know. So enjoy your two hobos, but you can catch us at thecurioso.com on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Nicholas Cage wants you to.